come before the Lord. Dear Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father God, and Lord, we just ask that you would just uh, bless this evening, this fellowship, Lord God, that you would fill us with your spirit, direct us, Lord God, as we go through your word, Father, and Father, we just I pray for each man that is here, Lord God, that you would uh, meet them where they're at, Lord God, and Father God, you know our hearts, Lord, our, our minds, Lord, and um, Father God, we just want to have fellowship with you and walk with you, Lord God, and Father, teach us, Lord, because you're the true teacher, Lord God. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Genesis chapter 10. The Hebrew word for genealogy or generation is toldat. Toldit. Is that right? Toldit. There are 10 books of generations which constitute the framework of Genesis. The generations... Of the heavens and the earth, Genesis 2, verse 4, and chapter 4, verse 26. Then you have the generations of Noah, chapter 6, verse 9, and chapter 9, 8. And then you have the, the generations of, of the sons of Noah, which we'll be reading here tonight. Chapter 10, verse 1, and 11, 9, which will be chapter 11. 10 and 11, we know it go together. But we're not going to go to 11 a day. Next week, Lord willing, if we're still here, we'll um, go through, through that book. And um, the generations of, of uh, Terah. E uh, chapter 11, verse 27, and through uh, chapter 25, through verse 11. Then you have the generations of Ishmael. Yeah, he's there. Ishmael's there. He's always there. The flesh is always there, right? The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak, Right? And that's what, that's what Ishmael, uh, the flesh, carne. And so we have the generation, chapter 25 through verse 19 through chapter 35 of verse 29. And Isaac, we know that was uh, the first son of, of uh, Abraham, Abram. Okay? And then the generation of Jacob. Later his name is Ish Israel. Exactly, Israel. And um, that's chapter 37, verse 2 through 50. Oh, keep going. Hands up. Keep going. I'm getting jacked. I'm getting jacked. Okay, thank you. And then we have uh, the generation of Jacob, chapter 37 through verse 2 through chapter 50 through verse 26. From the creation of man to the settlement... Of God's chosen people in Egypt. These are the family records of God's chosen line. And we know that it all began in the Garden of Eden with Adam. The first man, Adam. That's what his name actually means, man. And then we know Jesus Christ, Adam. The main man, right? The main man. And so here in verse 1, where it says, Now this is the genealogy, the sons of Noah... Sham and Ham and Japheth. These were the sons of Noah, right? And these sons would come through the, the nation, the 70 nations, okay? And um, in, verse, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8 through 9, you want to turn there real quick. It says, But Noah 
found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In other words, he found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. And we know, we, we know that his great-grandfather Enoch also walked with God, and he was taken up. He didn't see that. He didn't see that. And so we see that as a type of the rapture, of course, in First Thessalonians chapter, five, chapter 4, excuse me, verse 13, okay, where it begins. It's the type of the rapture to be snatched up, even though we don't see the word uh, rapture, but we know what the word is, right? Our apostle, to be caught up, biting, shaking, just boom, out of here. And that's what happened to him, okay? And so, Noah walked with God. And then also, um, in, as God's, and it's God's desire for us as his children is to walk with him. That's God's desire is for us to walk with him. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. You, if you want to turn there, that's fine. Verse 8, chapter 6, verse 8, Micah. All right, let's see who gets there first. Michael chapter Michael chapter six chapter six where am I at verse eight He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you from me, from all his creation, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. With your God. That is his desire. That is, that is what. The Lord requires. Of you and I. Each and every day. To come before him. To be humble. Before our creator. Chapter 9 of Genesis, verse 1. We're just gonna, I'm just going to go look back a little bit, and then we'll, boom, go right into the chapter 10. It says, So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Verse 2, in the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth. See? So the animals were to fear fear men. See? Just like back in back in uh, Genesis, Genesis uh, 1 and chapter 2. The same thing what he told Noah. Be fruitful and multiply. He's, he's, now he's telling Noah. And he also said here, he said, he blessed Noah and his sons. Hmm? Verse 18 and 19 of that same chapter, it says, Now the sons of Noah who went out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the sons of Noah. And from these, the whole earth was populated. 
Okay? So that's where we all came from. It gives us a glimpse of God's goodness. <clears throat> and um, 2 Timothy 3.16 through uh, verse 17, it says there, uh, 2 Timothy, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and righteousness. Verse 17, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work, for every good work. And that's exactly what the Lord does to us. He calls us, he calls us and puts us in a place where we are and, and he's going to equip us and he's going to equip us because he knows what's in us. He knows the gifts that he's given to each and every one of us. And if you're here tonight, you don't know, you got to pray. You got to ask God, Lord God, what is your will for my life? See, and that's why you, that's why this is here. So you could find out what God's plan for your life is. And it's the only way is by communicating and walking with God and trusting in him. The Bible is the prophetic word of God. Isaiah 42 verse 9 says, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them, says the Lord. He said it springs forth like a wham. It jumps right at you. You don't even know where it came from, but we know it's the Lord. People in the world, they can't comprehend that thing. But we know that only God can do the things that he does in your life and other people's lives. Because you've seen them. Those are the miracles that God lets you see. Because he lets you know that he is God and only God can do them things. And what does it do? It increases our faith. When your prayers are answered, it increases your faith. <clears throat> Isaiah 42.6 Israel was meant to be a light to the Gentiles. That prophecy was that prophecy was fulfilled in the New Testament. The Great Commission in Matthew 28, verse 19. All nations. To go out to all the nations and preach the gospel. The good news. Genesis 12.3. At the ending of 12.3, he says, And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families. If you look around and you'll see the diversity that is here in this room. And that's the way it was in, in here in, the, in chapter 10. That's the way it is. That's the way it was. Every nations went were separated to their own places, to their own boundaries. And, that's, and, and that is, and that is uh, awesome to see what God can do. You know, what God can do to people when they put their trust in Him. There is no more prejudice. There is no more um, racial boundaries. We're all one in Christ. All one in Christ. The Lord shows no partiality with nobody. Neither should we. He treats each and every individual the same way. 
<clears throat> Galatians 3, 8. Prophecy being fulfilled. Let's read that. Let's go there. Galatians 3, 8. In the scripture, foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, and you, all the nations shall be blessed. You see that? Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand. Abraham knew. Abraham knew that the Gentiles, he knew the Messiah. His faith, man of faith, knowing because the gospel was preached to him. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Then it goes on, another prophecy be fulfilled in verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And another prophecy being fulfilled in verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed. You see that S, the capital, meaning it's referring to Jesus, were the promises made. He does not say into, into seeds as of many, but as of one. And to your seed, who is Christ who was going to come through the lineage of Abraham. And we know that Abraham came through, through the line of Shem. And we'll see that. Well, next week, Lord willing. Because I don't want to go over to the next man's study. So if you want to go and read it and do your little study, check it out. <clears throat> so, we see here that it was confirming the old, the new confirming the old, and the old confirming to the new. And they go, they go like Twinkies, right? They go together. See? They go together. And you see that throughout the scriptures. You know, you see that throughout the scriptures. And that's why I love the Old Testament. And I, I know Paul, he loved the Old Testament because he spoke of it. He spoke of it and he always referred to the Old Testament. See? Because they go together. <clears throat> and God spoke to Noah in Genesis 9-8. We're, we're getting closer to chapter 10, gentlemen. We're getting there. We're getting there. Chapter 9, verse 8. It says, Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. That is so cool. And God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him. God spoke to them. He gathered them and said, hey, I want to talk to you. What they talked about, I'm sure, was more than what we see here. What we see here. And when he talked to the other prophets as well. When he talked to Abraham as well. When he preached to Abraham. The word of God. <clears throat> and Abraham received it. Abraham received the word of God. 
Now, let's begin. Chapter 10. You guys ready? Been ready, huh? Chapter 10. We got we to hit it. We got to hit it here. Okay. Now, this is the geology of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And sons were born to them after the flood. Pretty simple. He had sons after the flood. Okay? And we see here that it started with Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth. And we see that all the time through these, through these uh, chapters. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. But in uh, verse uh, 21, we see there that it says that um, the brother of Japheth, the elder. See? So many commentators... They say that Shem is the oldest, but here it's saying that Japheth is the, the, the elder. Okay? So, we'll continue in, chat, in verse uh, 2. And we know Japheth, he comes from uh, Indo-European people. Okay? That's where he comes from. And verse 2, the sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Madai, Madai Havan, Tubal, Meshech, and Teraz. Teraz. Okay? Now, Gomer, not Gomer Pi, but Gomer, <laughs> he comes from the Cimmerians who settled in the Cappadocia, Germany, Armenian, okay? And Magog, Magog, the area of the Black Sea. And uh, we can see that they are mentioned in Ezekiel 38. Verse 2, where the Lord is going to bring them by the hooks. He's going to hook them up, all of them. Russia, Magog, all of them, even from the east. The China, he's going to bring them in. He's going to gather everybody. Where to? Armageddon for the battle. Okay, that's prophecy. That's another study. But we see here that he's going to use them. And he's going to scatter each and every one of these tribes into their lands. But then he's going to bring them back again. Bring them back again in the near future. Okay, now. Madai from the Medes. Now Persia. Javan, the Greeks. Tubal, modern day Russia, Moscow. Terras from the Theresians. Am I pronouncing that right? Verse 3. <clears throat> the sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Repheth, and, Tog and Togarma. Togarma. The Togarma, he, he uh, was up there in the upper region of the Euphrates. Togarma. Verse 4. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarish, Kedem, and Dodanum. Dodanum. It says there, Alasha comes from Cyprus, and Tarsha from Spain. And we know from Tarish, Jonah took off. He took off from there. He bailed because he didn't want to go to Nineveh. And he bailed from there. And so, Dodarnium, okay, Kedem, 
southeastern coast of Cyprus. Dodanium, the area of the Darnells, from the islands of Rhodes. So, from this verse 1 down to verse 4, we have the seven sons and seven grandsons. Seven sons of the sons of Shem, Ham, and Zepheth, and the seven grandsons. That's 14 in all. Okay? Verse 5. It says, From these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands, everyone according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. Into their nations. <clears throat> the Gentiles were separated according to the language, it tells us. The Gentiles were separated into their lands, everyone according to his language according to their families, into their nations, okay? Into their nations. It tells us that this happened after the Babel confusement. This happened after the Babel confusement is when they got scattered. Some commenters will say that the continents were hooked up together at one point, and then and that's how they got separated. But it could be, but if you're reading it in the context, it can't be. Because verse 11, chapter 1, tells us, Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And then verse <clears throat> 9, it tells us what happened in, in Babel. Right? It tells us what happened. They got scattered. Everyone got scattered. <clears throat> And then, two generations, two generations there. The sons of Ham, verse 6, were Cush, Mezram, Put, and Canaan. And Canaan. Verse 6, verse 6, down to verse 20, we have the sons of Ham. He, come, he comes from the Africa area, Cush, Ethiopia, Mizraim, Egypt, Put, Libya, or Somalia. And, and the last one, Dedan, he comes from the land of Israel. Dedan. No, I mean, uh, Canaan, from the land of Israel, I'm sorry. Canaan from the land of Israel. Okay? That's where they came from. Because we know that the Canaanites were there. Okay? The Canaanites were there. Verse 7. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havila, Sabata, Rahama, the Sabateka. Sound like Astic, don't it? And the sons of Rama were Sheba and Dedan. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havala from Arabia, Rama from Tare, uh, Saudi Arabia. The sons of Rama were the grandchildren of Cush. They were the sons of Cush. Verse 8 Cush begot. Nimrod, 
he began to be a mighty one on the earth. Verse 9, he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. In verse 8, we see <clears throat> there that um, Nimrod had the ability to hunt animals. It is said, with a bow, as in an archer. He was a type of an antichrist. He was a rebellious of the Lord. Some say maybe because of chapter 9, verse 25 of the curse. And rebelled. But only God knows his heart and the reason. But we know that he was a type of an antichrist. And <clears throat> when you're a type of antichrist, the things of God, you don't fear God. You don't fear God. <clears throat> he was totally against the Lord. Nimrod. His kingdom... If you see there, his kingdom, it was his kingdom, not the Lord's. It was his, man's kingdom. <clears throat> Verse 10, and we know that, that his kingdom, in, in the beginning, Verse 10, we'll just read verse 10. In the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Uruk, Akkad, and Kalnein. In the land of Shinar, Shinar, which is Babylon, today Iraq. And then um, we see that, once again, when I tell you that Nimrod, he could have taken it bad because of the, the curse of, of Canaan, of Ham. <clears throat> where he came out of. His father was Cush, and we read that. And Cush, <clears throat> his father was Ham. From that land, he went to Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth, Ur, and Gala. So, we see that when, when um, men rule over men, we see that Nothing becomes good. Even our own nation. Look at our own nation today. Where it's going. You know, only the Lord knows a matter of time. You know, today it just so happened to be that they had the, what, the Senate, uh, Obama on TV, all the TV. Obama. Ah, that's a good name, Obama. He's a bomb. Obama. Uh, and, uh, Second Samuel, I want to read that with you. You want to turn there. Second Samuel, chapter 23. This is titled, it's, it's titled, uh, David's Last Words. Second Samuel 23, verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me. See? That's what happens when you're filled with the Holy Spirit of God. God speaks through you. Because we know that 
what's inside of me is no good. I'm here by the grace of God. You know, I stand here by the grace of God, and I got to humble myself before God. Because it's not me, but it's the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of me. He's the one that teaches and brings all truth. The Bible says that in John 14, 26. He brings back to remembrance everything that you read, I read, that we're being taught by the pulpit from our pastor. And he brings it back to remembrance to bring glory to Jesus Christ, to point to Jesus Christ. See? And when you're pointing to Jesus Christ, you're never going to get sidetracked. Never. When you start pointing in other directions, then you tend to go to the left. And many men are doing that. They're going to the left. They're not speaking the truth. They're not speaking, they're not speaking and, and pointing to Jesus Christ, the offer and finisher of our faith. So here, David, the Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spoke to me. He rules over men. He rules over men. Must be just. Ruling in the fear of God. You see? Ruling in the fear of God. I stand here and I fear God. Because I know God could strike me with a bolt of lightning right here. Right now. If he wanted to. See? But, and then, in the ministry, as leaders, we're to rule with the fear of God. We're to ask. We're to pray for wisdom. Lord, how do you want me to do this? How do you want me to give me wisdom, Lord God? And that's exactly what Solomon asked for because he feared God. He asked for wisdom. Okay? And that's how we should be ruling with the fear of God. Whether in the ministry, in the home where it belongs, with your family, in your workplace. God's called us to be leaders. We're leaders. Whether serving here, you're serving somewhere. And we're to use wisdom in the fear of the Lord, ruling in the fear of God. And Nimrod, and this is what he lacked. He lacked the fear of God, nor did he want it. Luke 12, 47 through 48. If you want to turn there with me. Luke 12, 47 and 48. It says, And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself to do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. But he who did not know yet committed things deserving of stripes shall be beaten with few. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. The scriptures tell us that God's written eternity in our hearts. Whether you're away over on the other side of the corner and you never heard the gospel, God's going to judge you by your conscience. I, I, I can remember when I first stole something, I was scared because I knew if I got caught, I was going to get beaten on my life. 
my conscience was telling me not to do it. And I did it anyway. And things got started getting a little worse and a like, little, little easier to do it because I lost the fear. And we could do that. And that's called slipping away. And he goes on to say, uh, for everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. And these are the words of Jesus. So what God reveals to you, what he gives you, he requires more from you than someone who didn't know. Whether actions or your deeds, he's going to hold us accountable. Matthew 12.30, in the ending of that verse, it says either we could be gathering with him or scattering. And that ministers to me all the time. Because I don't want to scatter anybody. I want to be gathering with the Lord in his harvest. I know what it's like. There's many people out there, especially in your home, your children, your grandchildren. And this is what we see here. We see families torn apart. No one is sons. Imagine his grandsons. You have kids. I have kids. I have grandchildren. I got to teach them the word of God. I might have blown up with my kids, but now I have my grandsons. Now God's going to hold me much more accountable. Because I know better now. So whatever, whenever I have time, I grab them. Come here. Jesus loves you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's better learn how to talk. He says, thank you, Jesus. See? We can make things right now. And that's what God wants us to do. Back to Genesis, man. We run out of time. Let's go. Let's go. The clock. We got to fight the clock. You ever see time fly? Boom. Okay, Genesis chapter 10, gentlemen. <clears throat> and we're speaking about in uh, verse 12. In recent between Nineveh and Gali and Gila, that is the principal city. And that's where uh, Jonah. Jonah went and preached the gospel, right? It was, it was the, 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 the greatest revival ever recorded. The whole place got saved. Man. God did a mighty work through Jonah. And Jonah, he didn't want no part because of the way they were. He was like Paul. Or when Paul was a murderer and a killer and he went to Ananias and Ananias said, Lord God, that man, he's a... He might kill me, you know. No, but I, I've anointed him. Lay hands on him. You know, look at yourself. Look at myself. You know what you're capable of doing? And Jonah, used by God, 
after being dragged around, tossed to and fro, and then spit out the whale's mouth. Finally, God could do a work with his heart. Because that's what it was. It was his heart. It was the condition of his heart. He couldn't, he couldn't forgive the Assyrians because they killed a lot of his people. I mean, I couldn't understand. But as a Christian, my hope is in Jesus Christ. And that's why it's my responsibility to, to preach the gospel to my family so that they can have that hope as well, whether they want to receive it or not. My hands, my hands are clean. Your hands will be clean when you stand before God. It's a terrible thing. My heart broke because it happened to me as a child, as a, as a baby in the Lord. As a baby in the Lord, it happened to me. And I, from that point, I made it a point, man, never again. Never again. Preach the gospel. <clears throat> Verse 13. Verse 13, we have the rest of the genealogy of Ham, down from 13 to 20. And in Mizraim begot Ludum, Anayim, Anemi, you know what I mean, Lehabim, Nephatum, Nephatum, okay, um, and, uh, and verse 14, these were the, these came from Shem and Ham, Japheth, Japheth, right here in verse uh, 15. Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth. And Heth. We know that um, that Sidonians, that's where Sidon um, comes from, the Sidonians, the Phoenicians, uh, Sidon, we know, and Libyan, and St. Libyan, Heth, the father of the Hittites, you can find this in Genesis 23.10 if you want to look at it. Genesis 23.10, you see Heth, the father of the Hittites. Verse 16. It says, <clears throat> the Jebusite, the Amorite, and the Gigershite. Verse 17. The Hivite, the, the Archite, and the Sanite. Man, all these ites. Ay, 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 ay. All these ites. But, you know, we know what become of these ites, right? And we see that from the, the, the books of Moses, beginning from Exodus and, and David and, and Saul. All these are uh, nothing but battles, man. Battles, killings. These were, they were ites. A lot of these ites. <clears throat> a Jebusite. The, the, and verse 16, the Jebusite, the enemies of Israel. And we, from the books of, like I said, Exodus, the, Jebs, the Jebusites, they occupied Jerusalem. They occupied Jerusalem. And in uh, chapter, verse, nine, verse 18, verse 18, the Aberdite, the Semirite, and the Hamathite, we know where the Hamathite came from. After that, afterward, the families of the Canaanites were dispersed, it says there. So we see that, that um, verse 19, 
and the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as you go toward Gura, as far as Gaza, then as you go toward Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zibium, as far as Lasha. And the borders are given. These are the borders. This is the area down by the Dead Sea right here. Uh, Zibium, as far as Lasha. We see that. Verse 20. These were the sons of Ham, according to their families, according to their language, and their lands, and in their nations. Verse 20. We see that, that <clears throat> the, the Hebrew, Shem, uh, the Shemites, and we know where they came from, Shem, will be the ones whose line Abraham would come from. Shem, where I mentioned earlier in the beginning. And that's where Abraham in, in chapter 11 will come into the picture. And I don't want to get step on anybody's toes, you know, because he might be going through doing the study like I did, you know. But um, verse 21. And the children, and we see here, look at that. Play closely. And children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth, the elder. You know, and I seen this, I looked at it, and I, the, through the whole thing, and they said, and they said that uh, he had sons, and they named the sons. He had sons, they named the sons. But then here, it says, and children from Shem. Because we know that the Israelites will come from Shem. And they're the children of God. I don't know if that's a reference, but to me, that's what stuck out to me. Seeing the difference there. The children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber. And Eber, we know we get the word Hebrew. Hebrew. And he was the brother of Japheth, the elder. See? The elder. So we see here, and for the first time I see that, that Japheth is the elder. And Ham. And then Shem, the youngest. But commentators, they always have their things to say. You know, don't always go with the commentators, say, because you can get sidetracked, you get, you can get tossed to and fro, man, big time. Because I, I've seen a lot of junk as far as the curse, a lot of junk on that stuff, man. They just way out, you know, way out. That's their, their trip. So we see here on verse twenty-one, and the, the children and the brother of Jephthah, elder, and we see that the Shemites, and we see that Eber. The word Hebrew. <clears throat> and then on verse 22. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Aprava, Aksar, Lud, Aram, and Aram. Alam, uh, Elam comes from the Armenian plateaus. Asher, Comes from Assyria, of the Tigris River. Our our axe will be, um, and Lud Lydians settled in Asia Minor. Aram the Syrians. Aram from the Syrians. And verse uh, twenty three, the sons of Aram were Uz, Al, Gather, and Mash. 
Verse 24, a pair of facts begot Salah, and Salah begot Eber. There he is again, Eber. Verse 24 and 25. Uh, and we're going to, Peleg, Peleg, you're going to come into the picture right now. Peleg. To Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan. And it says here, and for in his days, for in his days, so to me, looking at this, reading this was was he, he was alive already in his days, because some say that that it could have been that his because back then and up to date, up to this day, people name their kids, you know, uh, uh, names and it's poetic. Pro, you know, it's prophetic. Their names back then, especially back then, it was prophetic. You know, it came from the Word of God. You know, I remember uh, one time, you know, my first son, you know, um, I was in Wayside Max. How many How many know where Wayside Max is? Nobody? Good. You don't want to know. Anyways, Wayside Max. And, and my girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time, she was pregnant, right? And I'm going crazy trying to think of a name. I was thinking, I wasn't a, I wasn't a believer yet or anything like that. But I, I knew there was a God. And I knew, you know, he didn't play games. I had reverence for him, okay? And, you know, and um, so I was going to the little library there they had there looking for kids' names and everything. I was so excited, you know? And, um, and I couldn't find none. And I'm in the day room watching TV. And all of a sudden, I'm standing here, you know, and they have little, they have the windows blocked off. You can't see nothing. But once in a while, you know, the sun will come through or something. You know, you get a little sunlight, something, right? And so I'm standing there watching, just in the, in the, in the, like, right, watching something. I wasn't really watching, but I was thinking, I was saying, okay, God, I need a name. And I need a name. And then uh, this, this, this guy, you know, he walks by me. His name is Reuben. And I go, Reuben, I don't like that name. I don't like that name, right? And so anyways, to make it quick and short, I got a visit. About five minutes later, I got a visit. It was her. And she tells me, I sit down there, talk by the phone right there, and she goes, hey, did you, did you think of a name? I go, you know what? I didn't think of a name. And she goes, I thought of a, two names. I go, really? Oh, oh, but wait a minute. I got to go back. I got to backtrack. So Ruben passed by. Boom. I said, no, I don't like that name. And then all of a sudden, right after that, a light came through. Boom. And I said, Sonny? I go, I don't like that name either. <laughs> right? And so I go to the visiting room. No, and this is a true story. And I go to the visiting room, and, the, and she's there sitting down, and she goes, you think of a name? I go, no, I didn't think of a name. And I wish I wrote it down to this day. I keep, you know. And she tells me, I thought of two. I go, really? She goes, what, what are they? Oh, no, I go, yeah, I did. I go, and she goes, I, go, I, thought, of two. I, got, I thought of a name. I go, Ruben Valentino Salinas. He said, no, 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 no. He ain't going to be no gangster. Ruben Valentino. <laughs> you know, be, no, Vito Valentino. I go, Vito Valentino. No, 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 no. She goes, I thought of two names. I go, what? She goes, Ruben and Sonny. And I'm like, oh, man. I go, I wish I'd have wrote this down, I tell her. She goes, why? I go, because I was thinking the same name. And to this day, I'm like, man, even back then, Lord, you were with me. Even back there. And I'm sure you can look back in your lives and see that God was back in your life doing a work. 
You can remember them times that he was there with you. Whatever it was, protecting you, showing you things. Even today, I get ministered to all the time through my little grandson. He ministered to me all the time. Because, and then I know why Jesus said, unless you are like one of these little child, you shall by no means enter the kingdom of God. Because they're pure. They're innocent. They have no hatreds, man. There are no hatreds. We are the ones that corrupt them. We are the ones that got corrupt when we were small. And it just went down generation after generation after generation. And I tell my, I tell my daughters, you teach them and the right way to go in the Word of God, and he, he won't go far from that. And if you don't, and then he's going to be tossed to and fro, to and fro, be eaten up. Because that's what the world wants to do to us. He's like a, like, like a roaring lion seeking me to go out, right? Second Peter, what, 5 8? Second Peter 5 8. Tells us that. And so, um, verse 24. Let's go to that again. A Fairfax. <laughs> I don't know why I picked that name. I don't know why. Oh, man. Begot Salah, and Salah begot Eber. To Eber were born two sons. The name Peleg, and we went through that already. Peleg, right? You remember what happened to him? But Joktan was the name. Brother name was Joktan. Joktan begot Alamudad, Selepa, Selafui, Hazaromavas, Jara. Okay? And so we see Joktan in verse 26 now has sons. <clears throat> and um, all these were the sons of Joktan to Jobab, okay? Jobab. And um, verse 27, Hadoram, Uzzah, Dikla, Oba, Abimaam, Sheba, <laughs> Sheba, Ophrah, no. Oh. Op, Ophi. Ofer. Havila. Havila. Ah, Havila. And Jobab. Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. Now. <clears throat> Jobab. Now some say that Jobab, because back then we know that Job was the oldest book. And they say that Jobab could have been Job. I don't know. I wasn't there. But that's what they say. Verse 30. And their dwelling place <clears throat> and their dwelling place was from Misha as you go toward Zephar, the mountain of the east. East. And that's where the dwelling place and boundaries are given. You have Arabia and Yemen, and it's called the hill country of the east. 31. 31 and 32, and first one, that's where we get our, um, our nations. From these three sons, we get the table of nations. 
Okay? And this is what, what happened after the flood. Verse 31. These were the sons of Shem according to their families, according to their languages, and their lands according to their nations. These were the families of the sons of Noah according to their nations, generations, excuse me, and their nations. And from these nations were divided on the earth after the flood. And those are the facts, gentlemen. Those are the facts. You know, they say that through time that, you know, it uh, could have gotten mixed up a little bit here and there. But as everything else, it's right on to the lineage of Jesus Christ. And that's where it goes, and that's where it's going to end in Jesus Christ. Okay? And so let's read Acts. I want to close in Acts chapter 17. Acts, turn with me there, please. We got five minutes, four minutes. Acts chapter 17, gentlemen. Verse 26, and this is Paul when he was in Athens talking to the Athenians. <clears throat> Verse 26, it said, and, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Verse 27. So that they should seek the Lord. In the hope that they might grope for him. And find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. That word grope. Is to feel touch. It's like a blind man. It's like a blind man. You know. I know. I don't ever been blind. But he, you know. A blind man. He's re reaching for things. He's trying to feel. And you know. Because he can't see nothing. You know, and, that, and that's how we got to be. That's how he wants us to be. He wants us to be trying to reach out to him, to, to feel for him, to cling to him. You know, with desperation like the, the blind man. He can't see, but he knows he's there. See, he's, he's groping. And it says, verse 28, For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of you, your own poets, Poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. And like Paul said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I give to you, I give to you in the name of Jesus. And that other guy thought he could buy the Holy Spirit. Truly, verse 30. Truly, these times of ignorance, and believe me, we're living in day of ignorance. Big time. Big time. <clears throat> God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. To repent. To turn. Why? Because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world. The world. The worldly system. The corrupt system. The people. In righteousness. By the man. Whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this. To all. By raising him from the dead. 
And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, let's, let's pray.